It's like a lazy teenager who you're pretty sure isn't going to get the shit done, but at the last minute does all the homework and cleans his room. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I really thought that you were going to fuck me over here, but you wound up getting it together. Maybe I should trust you. Yeah, the kind of teenager who probably won't ever get to learn the lesson they need to until it's way too late. It's exactly... Because <laughs> they always just barely come in under the wire. Well, that's the thing, is I'm going to be like, one of these just days... Just like I was when I was a kid. And I was like, I'm smart enough to just barely come in under the wire. Ugh. Why are you worried about this, Dad? I'm just going to make a life out of barely coming in under the wire. <laughs> like, what's the problem with that? Seems like it should be... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll always come in under the wire though. Yeah. So don't worry about just it. as just barely, like but yeah. like barely. <laughs> Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman, and I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And here we go, season three, episode seventeen. Episode 17. I can't believe we're that far into a season. I can't either. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus. And there's a lot left Uh, to go. I remember... Yeah, I mean, I remember when we started editing, it was... I tried not to look ahead. I know. Anyway, this is the start of a brand new day (laughs) after, like, a pretty disappointing fizzling out of our previous session. Yeah, last episode was a little bit shorter than normal, which is a function of the fact that it, like, starts at the end of the world, and then we, like, went to bed soon after that. Right. I just got so frustrated, and that's... (laughs) Stupid burning house. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you're running around, you're timer, you keep getting stoned, and we were obviously really tired in that last episode, too. (laughs) So today is a new day. We're going to pick up where we left off. We've we've fed an old man some fish until he's dead. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we've got to go back, and Sabine is we've holding up an orphanage at the, at the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's qu- it's quite a thing to like end a night because you're so frustrated and tired, and <laughs> right. then the next day to just resume where you left off. It is doing weird. That thing. <laughs> But that's where we're at. But also, because it's a new day, we're checking in with all of our various things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we've got these season-long arcs of will or won't we make clotted cream? Oh, God, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the start of a new day is the perfect time to put some cream in your oven for 12 hours. <laughs> it's exactly the case. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. Let's get this clotted cream going. Do we have time? We need 12 hours. I'll be back from the movie by then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. This cream is cream. This, oh, look at how creamy it is. It's just pouring out like cream? It's pouring out like this is an empty carton. For people who remember, last time we tried this, it had been a few days since we bought the cream, and it had all solidified in the carton. Yeah, and for people who don't, I'm sure it's <laughs> riveting to hear again. Yeah. <laughs> This time the cream works. This time the cream poured out just like it's supposed to. God, that's beautiful. It looks like cream. You should see it. Just look at how creamy it is. Oh, yeah. Seems exactly perfect to me. Well, it's at 180. Let's pop it in and turn on a 12-hour timer. I'm sure you can give or take a half hour. What is this going to make my apartment smell like? Like milk? Like hot? Set a a 12-hour timer. T-minus 12 hours and counting. Okay. So I go back to the burning house, yeah. and this time my strategy is, like, forget all of the chests. Yeah. Just go get the kid and get out. Yeah, we get the kid. I got the kid. Oh, I have to get out, too? Fuck. Wait, really? Really. 
<laughs> God damn it. No. He doesn't fight with you? No. He's a kid. So many other fighters that we've worked with before. But they're magic kids. This, who knows? I, this could be magic kid, or it's just a kid dealing it's with just like a, it. It's just a kid. Hey, let me ask you this question. How does it work where Sabine is outdoors holding up a window? And if he lets go of the window, the whole building collapses. I, I don't know. It's a load-bearing window. It's a load-bearing window. It's like, if it was a shack and he's like, I'm holding up the front. Like, that's what I mean. No, but it's, it's like, this it's like, is a, like a, a mansion. A, yeah. <laughs> it's like, got, I feel like this is like an old Oxford school building. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a Dude, huge it has place. A, it has a drawing room at the entryway. Like, it's <laughs> enormous. Yeah, you made it. Look at the outside Look of it. Look at him. The, yeah, he was just holding it up in that hole. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? How does that work? I don't know. So Sabine jumps out of the way, and, like, the entire house collapses into a pile of black squares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe he's, like been studying engineering no. and he's like and he's like this one beam i know that this spot <laughs> and i can only hold it for exactly six minutes sabine you're alive but of course you think a minor thing like the end of the world was gonna do me in apparently it's not gonna do anybody in <laughs> well it almost did shadow in <laughs> i thought everyone was gone i'd given up all hope but fortunately i was wrong <laughs> I know, no, I know that they're alive. They're all alive. They're all alive. <laughs> we need to find everyone. Wait, you don't know they're all alive. Wait a you just met Sabine. Sid, like, okay. Sid right. is dead. Sid is definitely dead. We need to find everyone. I mean, this is bigger because, like, the world got fucked up and now the world is fucked up. But it's like the world exploded, but everyone is okay. Right, right. <laughs> So we've met up with our old friend Sabine. Mm -hmm. We've decided that all of our old friends must be alive. <laughs> well, this is like the continuation of that like dream logic. Yeah, she's exactly. Like, and then I got to town, and I saved a kid in a burning building. And I knew that there was more. And then, a, <laughs> and then Sabine showed up, and we just knew that everybody was alive. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you just know something in a dream. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, well, what's the plan now? We smash Kefka and deliver peace unto the world. Right. We all know the plan from here on out. Fix it. So is he yeah. part of your team then? Yes. You want to make sure he's like equipped? Yeah, we're going to equip him right now. The next stop is Mobley's. Mobley's. Which mm -hmm. is, I think, like the one town that's definitely worse for the wear. Like, oh, this yeah. place is destroyed. It's completely <laughs> fucked up. Well, this place looks different. Oh my god, it's overrun with dogs. Kill the dogs. That's what this game taught me. What? Whoa, someone, someone's coming! Someone's coming. Woof woof. <laughs> Hide everything in the clock. Surprising number of buildings oh. are still standing. Oh boy. You're gonna have to fight your way in here, chumps. So we enter. This is an actual orphanage. Yeah, I was gonna say. That I other... think maybe I was calling that an orphanage because I was remembering we fought, we do come to an orphanage. At the some other point. Well, it was like it has this vibe of orphanage building. That other building. Yeah. And there's a child inside. There's yeah. I guess that that's it. But, but now now, now there's like a bunch of children. Yeah. Tara has started a business, an orphanage <laughs> business, and we just found it. Is that well, a thing? We don't can know you, the Tara's Can you yet. just like as a person be like, I'm I'm oh gonna God. start an orphanage for profit. 
Is that a th- is that how those exist? I don't think so. I'm sure that there's a lot of paperwork that you got to do in order to take in but children. Like, but like, are orphanages state run or are they like somebody just has an Holy orphanage? Shit, I got to find out. And I never thought question. about this. Yeah, no. Private orphanages? Well, yeah. I mean, it's got to be, right? You know, it would be called like, you know, like Reginald's house or something. And there once was a Reginald who started Do orphanages an still exist? <laughs> Reginald house. <laughs> do you know orphanages I mean? <laughs> still exist in America? Um, today's domestic adoptions no longer involve traditional orphanages. <laughs> well, that's probably good. Oh, hey, Tara. Tara. Look, everybody is, everybody's alive. Been busy in the past year, Tara. Oh, yeah. Lots <laughs> Are these all yours? Maybe this is what happens when she has kids, and she's not really human. She has like she has a like a litter, litter of them. <laughs> a whole litter full. Mama, are these your friends? Our papas and mamas are gone. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Dwayne and Katarin are the oldest ones here. Hey, look, it's Dwayne and Katarin. Yeah, this is that couple that a long time ago we were like, remember these two? Yeah, they we were standing in Mobley's. They were in love. They were just teenagers. Their love would endure. And now a year later, they're they're full grown teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone calls Tara Mama, yeah, but that's weird. only because she makes us. The light took everyone. Everyone, Dad, Mom. At least rest. it spared the children. There were not this many kids wandering around in Mobley's, were no, there? No, there were not. I don't think so. I don't know for sure, though. I maybe mean, they were all hiding maybe, out in well, bedrooms. But maybe if you just took all of the kids from across all of the houses and in the town and put right. them in one room, it lo- would look like... I don't know. It doesn't seem like... <laughs> but all was... of their parents are dead. Yeah. Like, it is amazing <laughs> how precise the light of judgment is. Yeah, definitely. It's very <laughs> precise. Katerin says, Tara's helped us all survive. Ever since she's been here, we felt hopeful for the future. Which is weird, because she's a part of, like, the race that destroyed everything. But not really. No. Not no, really. No. I mean, like, re- the releasing of the espers was a part of this process. Yeah, but it was really just Kefka going, like, I'm going into Esperland to get the statues. Yeah. He's the one who blew up the world. Dwayne says, this is our village. You can't just waltz in here and start barking out orders. Mmm, try to stop me. Who was doing that, though? You're not going to take Tara away, are you? Yes, I am. She's coming with me. Yeah. Okay, whatever. All right, get me out of here. We can't let her deal with the orphans. We need... We that need is, her. I, um, I, I can't fight any longer. The very day the world fell, Kefka turned some kind of beam on this town. Okay. Almost all of the adults perished trying to save their children. What is- but I guess they were successful. Yeah, what was... The- <laughs> What does that look like where parents are saving children from a beam? I guess that we're going to find out. Yeah, we go to the green tint of flashback Mm -hmm. and see what happened when the light of judgment slammed into this town. Parents are surrounded the kids. It's heading this way. Protect the kids. The beam hits the parents first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is amazing. Yeah. The beam, like, cuts a line in the ground that causes, like, a chasm to open and the earth to separate, Mm -hmm. and all of the parents fall into the chasm. Whoa. If only they hadn't been standing right there. Yeah, I mean, the way they protected them, really, is it's like they pushed them out of the way one time. <laughs> right. So that yeah. doesn't, it doesn't really <laughs> explain, like, what they do the next time it comes. Right. So the kids are on the edge of this chasm as the parents are, like, hanging on, going, oh, I'm falling into the pits of the earth. So they fell into the hole in the earth, mm-hmm. which I hope we can go down there, see what's underneath. I don't know. 
I guess this is just one example because there's three kids and a dog here and two parents and the orphanage has like a dozen kids. Yeah, so this is happening all over town? <laughs> yeah. It's, just I mean, like this? It, I think it had to happen multiple times. Yeah. Because in Zen, the light of judgment hit that house. Right, right. So he's just like, all, you know, he's just always doing it. <laughs> there were only children here. The moment I arrived, I felt needed. You can't take Tara away. Please excuse him. It's just that if Tara goes... She takes with her the very spirit of our survival. I don't know, it sounds like Dwayne's kind of into Terra, and that Katerin is kind of like, well, maybe a little jealous. I don't know why these kids need me, but they've made me feel things I've never felt before. The moment I sensed this, I lost my will to fight. What the fuck? It's a problem. Terra doesn't want to fight anymore. Which honestly makes perfect sense to me because <laughs> the whole fight she did before, she was just sort of like misled into a war. Yeah, like, why would she doesn't have hate every, in her heart? Every time she's been fighting for one side or the other, it's she's been being used. Right. So now she's like, you know what? I really just want to chill out here in this broken town. And be used by these children. <laughs> we need to get her revenge back. Yeah, I can honestly say I don't know what's going on inside of me. The more I try to understand it, the less inclined I am to fight. Hmm. Mm, one shit bucket for all these kids, huh? Well, <laughs> they shit small. They have little child turds. I I think kids shit pretty big. Help run! Poonbaba is coming. Fun. Funbaba. Funbaba. I am Funbaba. Outside the orphanage, there's, like, a demon bully who regularly comes by to, like, beat up the kids, I guess. Yeah, it's a bully. <laughs> like, they all know about him. They're like, oh, shit, Fun Baba's on its way. Like, everybody hide. Oh, you're going to get your world to fight back because your kids are threatened and you're like, garbage. Oh, I've got to fight for my kids. Hide your kids. H hide your kids. Hide your wives. <laughs> Fun Baba's an ancient demon who was released when the world was undone. Oh, shit. He's, like, right here. Fun Baba. You should morph. I hope you're ready for this fun, Baba. And I hope you don't absorb lightning. That wouldn't be good. God he damn did. it! He totally did. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun, Baba. You win this round. It's been not fun. What about ice? Yeah, he's like part lizard, part bull, part beer butt. Magic, belly. no good. No, no good. good. The, oh my god. Oh, you need your will to fight. But I mean, once again, the problem is what sucks is like we're gonna have to watch all this fucking talking about the kids again if I die. Well then, don't die. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to not die. I don't know what else I can do. I think, I think if you start attacking him, you might be okay. Oh boy. I think I was supposed to get killed. Yeah, okay. Tara, wake up. Uh-oh, here it comes again. This time with friends? When Fun Baba first showed up, Tara runs out and fights him alone, and we just watch her do it from the sidelines? Yeah, I guess we stayed in the house and just watched her... Try to fight this thing. And, yeah. And then when she fails, we show up and we're like, okay, let's help you now. Which, you know what, this is like an incredibly... This is a point that is so specific. I don't know how to put it. This is... <laughs> Like this, how do I even phrase this? I'm excited. That's not that exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this could like lend some theory to like how long a turn is in combat. Because if they didn't have time to join the fight and we had several turns, that means it's like very quick. Well, like in D&D, &D, it's D &D supposed it's like to be six, six seconds, seconds. Yeah. is a turn. Yeah. And so in theory, this is what, 30 seconds? 
Well, no, I think so we it would have like to five be faster turns. than that. I'm thinking more like 20. Like it was just okay. like, like hypothetically. That's that could be the I situation. Think that that's true. <laughs> You're right. It wasn't exciting. <laughs> so that's straight up the key to this fight is Runic. It seems like it. It seems like you wouldn't be, be able to do this. Dangerous pain in the ass without it. Yeah, that's right. Run away, Fun Baba. Fucking run away, motherfuckers. I've I've really lost it. My fighting well, edge. You, all your shit isn't equipped, Tara. Mama, are you okay? I'm staying here. As you can see, I can't be of any help to you. And besides, the children really need me. But Tara, maybe after a little more time passes, I need to understand what's happening to me. Maybe after you come back with like another character or something, I'll join you. You then. Tara's not ready to fight. Right, which is weird. She says specifically, come back in a little bit, I might be ready to fight. You're still gonna have to fight this fun Baba guy shows up and fights you all the time, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah, you've gotta <laughs> scare him away this time, yeah. but, but we don't come back for a while. Yeah, we just take her words to heart and go like, I guess she doesn't want to come, and we leave. <laughs> Thanks for scaring fun Baba away. In his haste, he dropped this, here. Ma Fenrir. God, more magicite. I forgot about Fenrir. Yay. Yeah, the way this magicite works, it does make me be like, I wouldn't be uh, totally against just going out and grinding out everything for everybody. I know, yeah. It's like, and it rewards you for grinding. To reiterate how the espers work, there's like 30 espers. And you attach one to each character, and as you fight with that character, with the Esper attached to him, he learns the magic that's associated with that one Esper. I mean, it's complicated, but it's just like, what it means is that you gotta go out and attach different Espers to different people, and then make a million fights to teach everybody magic. I feel like they learn the magic pretty quickly, though, but there, it they is do. like there's a lot that everybody can learn. It's but like every time I get a new magicite, I'm like, God, and now everybody needs to learn all of those spells? It's going to take a long time. It's a fun element of the game, but it also, every time you find a new one, you're like, wow, that's a lot more Well, it's grinding. like at this point, we're like way behind on it, too. You <laughs> yeah, know, like there's yeah. a ton of spells that like we haven't even touched. So yeah. it's like... <laughs> more? <laughs> we're like, oh, no. Well, that map I was making is certainly no good now. Oh, yeah, that's a guy didn't even. <laughs> so Tara didn't come with us. When it comes to a Fallout situation, do you think Setzer's hanging out in some kind of new Vegas? I think he's probably playing around a lot of Russian roulette. Russian roulette. Yeah. Now's the time. So because the world has changed, I'm questioning the fact that the gold piece is, the gold standard is still going on in the post-apocalypse. Mm -hmm. The old world is... There's no currency change. I no currency gold. change. Gold pieces, man. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And I have other thoughts about currency changes in the world and Star Trek. We're about to get into if it. If I remember this correctly, you have a lot of thoughts and I'm like not having it. <laughs> that's pretty much what's... <laughs> and, and you continue to have them and I continue to not There's have There's a them. lot of... This is a big one. <laughs> it's a big conversation. I was thinking about that because in conversations about the Orville, it's like... I want to know more about this transition when everybody got replicators, because your idea is so fascinating to me that, like... So we're not talking about Star Trek, we're talking about the Orville. Well, I mean, which we're talking about Star Trek. Right, right. We had just most recently watched the Orville. Which is a Star Trek ripoff that's better than the current Star Trek. Let's not get too sidetracked. No, we don't need to get into that, exactly. Or but, do we? I mean, this conversation goes on for forever. Well, and the, thing like... is, the thing is, we were so excited about how much we were enjoying the Orville that we started coming up with, like, episode ideas right. for if we were oh, writing for the right, Orville. right, right, right. And you had this great idea about, like, they find a box that's 
floating in space <laughs> yeah. that when they open it up, there's like a man who's been living in there on it's his own personal a, holodeck. It's just a holodeck that's a box floating in space forever. <laughs> exactly. And he's just like living in that. And that spawned a lot of thoughts that I, I just like kept thinking about that idea and how many other things are true that surround that idea. And so I'm laying them on you now. Okay. What I think probably happened to humanity is that when replicators and holodecks and shit showed up, most of humanity disappeared into holodecks. Like, and like are in floating boxes on holodecks, like with replicators so that they can live forever. But like most of humanity just disappeared. What Starfleet is, the people who decided not to do that. How do you get off of a currency? First, we need to address this idea that like in a hypothetical situation, humanity like doesn't need most of its workforce anymore right. because it has replicators and holodecks mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what happened is most people just went off and lived in holodecks and disappeared. This is if like the Nazis were trying to think of a nice way. To, it's like. I don't know how to put it. Like, it's like you tell your kid, like, the dog went to a farm upstate. Right. You know? It's like, like, it's, like a, it's like you made up a story like that about a genocide does, or something. And that's what it sound sounds like to me when you say but this. But it's not. It's because it's, it's, it's the nice genocide. I, but, but, like, when I remember when we were having this conversation and you posited an idea like this to me. I feel like we are in the future. And I'm looking at somebody who's, like, looking at history going, like, and everything was all great. And I'm going, like, you don't. Don't you see? No. All those people died, Jeff. I know, and I'm, I acknowledge that. <laughs> they were but I'm killed like, You're right, but by they were killed. us. But then after that. <laughs> and I guess at the point where you can replicate gold bars mm-hmm. and all sorts of perfect money. But there's still going to be like a limit on like matter. Like you have to make the replicator out of Well, that was what I was thinking too, was I was like, you could, like the earth would be turned into other earth. Like, we would mine just, like, all stuff. Yeah. And, like, turn it into other stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I think what you're missing in Star Trek is there's obviously, like, you know, on the ship you can get whatever you want, but you've already earned your place on this ship that was built by the Federation. Right. So, like, let's say you're just a guy who lives on some planet under the Federation. You probably have to ask the government for whatever you want, and they approve or deny it. Like you can't just go to the store and get a replicator. Cause well, that's what I'm wondering. Is like buy it. Yeah, in Star Trek, they visit Federation planets all the time, and it's almost always like one sort of technologically advanced building, uh-huh. and they have like a spaceship and right. a transporter, yeah. and they're all growing soybeans <laughs> in the desert. Like you're, that's what most Star Trek planets are. You're right. They're all like farming. <laughs> yeah. On the planets. Yeah. There's even, you know, it's like, or they'll go to a planet and it's like, oh, we all live in Irish hell. You know, like they they all choose to go live in some weird... Like the colonists. Most... You'd think that you would like... (laughs) When a planet wants to join the Federation, they would just like drop a replicator down and be like, have fun. Well, yeah. And often it seems like Federation people are leaving Earth to go live on like dirt farms on other planets. Yeah, that's that's the life. (laughs) So what's going on on Earth that's so bad that you're like, fuck this. I don't know, but there's like room to grow grapes. (laughs) And meanwhile, Captain Picard is, like, up in heaven Uh saying, like, oh, we have no use for money. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are these people growing soybeans out there for fun? Yeah, are the Federation, like, getting some kind of resource out of this? Anyway. (laughs) When replicators first came on the market, could you buy a replicator? There wasn't a market. What are you talking about? When the replicators were invented. 
Right, but I I never understood that to be during a time when we were using money. You're saying currency ended before the replicator. It's unclear, but I never. I always about it. I always got the sense that the replicator was what made abundance a thing. Like everybody now has everything, and currency isn't important anymore. Oh, I thought the replicator was just like another step on a road they were already on. That was like we have the technology for total abundance. To me, that's In fact, we the have key. so much abundance that we can put every element into a machine and like make whatever we want. To me, it was the machine that allowed all of that. I mean, it's a real what came first, the replicated chicken or the replicated egg situation. I'll tell you what came first is the human tragedy, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Because that's what allows you to replicate a spaceship, you can replicate Yeah, money, it allows you, you can... to like build all kinds of things, but, but I figured like, you already have started... to have such a level of abundance for a replicator to be able to build all of that. But really getting into like, as replicators started being available to people. Well, the first replicator, probably you had to buy canisters that only fit into your brand of replicator. That's what I'm saying. There was a brand of replicator. <laughs> like at the very beginning, you had to yeah. buy a replicator. Yeah, and who that was a thing you would get in your home. Probably, it was probably prohibitively expensive. Right. And then it was probably, that person it can was probably, manufacture gold and money and whatever the fuck they want, and the world breaks. I didn't want to have this conversation then, and I don't want to have it now. Well, I did then, and I do now. <laughs> I'm going to apologize for this conversation for our listeners who are not well-versed in Star Trek. Yeah. This might not make sense to you, but if we're going to have this conversation, you can't have this conversation without talking about First Contact, because we see in that movie that they invent warp drive before they have replicators. Well, the thing is, I'm not even talking about Star Trek, really. I'm basing everything from Star Trek. What do you mean you're not talking <laughs> Wait, about Star Trek? Just let me explain. Okay. I'm saying, like, okay, there's that idea of the replicator in Star Trek, and I'm saying, what if that invention were to come around in our world eventually and that that invention would change everything here i'm not going like and then in the star trek lore this is how it happened i'm going like what would replicator technology do to the world okay well that's fair for you to posit now but i'm also going to say in this conversation <laughs> listening to it what you're literally saying is i always got the idea yeah. that the replicator came first well that's also i got how, that idea so too it, you're right you got that idea you're right. about i got what? that about, idea about, about star trek now? and then i thought yes and then i thought because that's what's going to change everything okay, okay. in our lives. Okay, so now we're, we're, that we're reframing it is not about Star Trek. I mean, it somehow. is. Somehow. Let's, let's get back to it. And then we wind up rising into this new society. Like, I really think the whole society turns on the invention of the replicator. Yeah, I'm saying I think it's like more of an organic process to getting to the replicator where things have already shifted in such a way. It's like guess. when you get to the point of the replicator, like there's, I don't think the first replicator was the replicator. I'm sure you had many no. different types of replicators. We already have it, man. It's called so already, 3D yeah, printer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The 3D, it's printer, 3D printer. That's man. what I'm saying. It's like that's you're you're iterating on your way to it in a way that like. But there's this I don't think change you go from that nowhere. happens when you can create any molecule that you want out yeah. of any other molecule. That makes it so but that... But that's not how the... Re the replicator doesn't just change different molecules into other molecules. It has it a does. store that's like, this is all the matter I have, and these are the molecules I need. I'm going to build this item. I thought that it... Here's all the matter that I have, which could be hydrogen atoms, it could be anything. And what it knows how to do, if it's programmed to, is arrange those molecules in a way that creates T. Or this or that. Yeah, and it arranges molecules. It doesn't right, like. Right, that's. What, if, what do you think anything is? 
Yeah, but like, everything is arranged molecules. I, that's what I'm saying. But you have like aluminum molecules. You have like wood molecules. No, I'm you know? saying I'm saying it would take atoms, like hydrogen atoms and carbon atoms and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. arrange those into those molecules, and then arrange those into the larger structures. I mean, I guess I don't see why you can't be right about that. I don't know how the replicator is actually supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But I'm just saying, like, I I guess what I'm saying is I don't think that we went from a world where there was nothing that was even comparable to a replicator to now here is the replicator. Sure, sure. But like even it, in that, like, even in that transition, I'm saying, like, once that arrives, everything uh, is different. I'm imagining that, like, I don't think the replicator will be presented at, like, a disrupt con. Like, our current <laughs> culture of, like, tech bullshittery no, continues forever. But the thing is, there are <laughs> these technologies that are around for a long time, and they're, like, used in specific ways. Like, tablet computing was around from the 80s, but it didn't mm -hmm. become this consumer technology that changed the way people use I know, those but the things point I'm making, and I know you're saying that I can't use my first contact evidence, but <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna do it anyway, is that by the time the replicator comes around to Society will be so completely different that I it's not like it's that, just going to drop. I'm, that's where I'm like, drop this Star Trek specifics, man. What the fuck, man? How can you say that? I don't understand. Like, How am I supposed to argue about... Just take the idea of the replicator and put it in reality. And put it into put your... It into I am. Today. I'm putting it into reality. The world is falling apart, and you're going, Jeff. you're going, we're going we're gonna to figure out warp drive before we figure that shit out. Well, I'm, I'm going, going like, who cares about I'm going warp drive? like, the, the future that Star Trek imagined is the most believable to me where there's this right. gap in the 21st century right. where all of society fell apart. Well, I still agree that that <laughs> happened. I'm just saying that part of that falling apart was everybody going off into holodecks Right. So, but what I'm what I'm saying is that by the time the replicator shows up, there's not that much to disrupt because it's all fucked anyway. Maybe not though. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not Never, though. This is, I I'm just saying that like in order for the replicator to exist, abundance already has to be at a level that money is not what we think of as money anymore. Like I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think that's true. Why? why I don't. Does that I don't. I just don't think in Star Trek they're like. And then the replicator forget came around. Star that's Trek. what I'm caused. saying from here to the replicator in real life. But forget Star Trek. Like okay. Like there's going to come a point where this device is now exists that can make anything out of something. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have that right now. We're trying to build things that are better and better at right. 3D printing stuff, which could theoretically lead down the line uh -huh. to this. But once you have that, then currency can't exist. Right. Like, not did it then blow everything up by existing. It's that now it can never exist again. You can't have sure currency can. anymore. How? You just force the system to work like that. Like How? You what? How? You put How? arbitrary value onto certain things. What things? The, like bitcoins, whatever. But like you can't. They're all like there is no thing to do that with because you could just replicate it. You can't replicate bitcoins. It's well, a it's a theoretical thing. It's like credit. You, you make know? a good point with maybe it's there is. It's fucking credit. Like what do you want? Like what do you want to know? We are already past it. We have credit. Like your credit score is like this intangible thing. Yeah. Like, no, it, I, I get what you're saying. That maybe there would be like. <laughs> Some I don't understand. Thing. I think we're fundamental. I don't understand. Well, like, what, what I'm you're saying is the, the gold standard's gone. <laughs> yeah. At that point, and it I, already I get is. That you can have. I know, but like <laughs> you're saying, there's this other type of currency that could come up uh -huh. that isn't based on anything physical. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's that could be. It's just that what are you gonna buy with it other than a replicator, which then makes everything that you ever need. 
you'll just, maybe it'll be like there are rich people and there are slaves, and rich people have replicators. I don't know what to tell, like, the, it'll, people in power will have replicators and they'll right. use I'm, it. Yeah. All I've been saying this whole time <laughs> is, isn't that an interesting transition? Oh, yeah, it'll, is, it like, is. That's all? That's all? I, I guess if that's all you're saying, then why did the fuck did we even have this conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I, I remember halfway through it being like, what are we arguing about? No. Because <laughs> can you replicate a fucking replicator? There must be industrial sized replicators that they have to make, like, print out starships and shit. And I keep and thinking, no the more idea. I think about the replicator, the more I think about, like, what happened to most of humanity when that really came out. They probably, most of them were just, like, killed. Or got one and disappeared into a box, like your idea. Like, I think that 80% of the population went into virtual worlds and, like, are living, I guess, but, like, in a small, confined space that feels like a giant place. Right. That they get free food all the time. Yeah, probably most of the world just, like, immediately did the most self-destructive thing imaginable. It's like sitting on your couch until you're dead, but, like, the most extreme possible version. Well, yeah, because you could be rock climbing on a cliff of but Everest you'd always until know you're that dead, you're but not. you'd know that you're not. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be not humanity to do the most self-destructive thing. Well, I'm sure some people would. That's my original right. script idea in right. my head. He was like some guy well, who had the, he could afford it, you right. know, actually. He was probably yeah, 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 really yeah, yeah. well off and was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna go. go, like, escape from my life. <laughs> and they're just floating through space. I mean, it's it's not dissimilar from what our lives have become. I we have definitely <laughs> entered a box where we're in a virtual world that we think is whole, but is definitely living inside of a TV screen. This apartment might as well be floating in space. It doesn't need to be attached to the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but wouldn't this theoretically have all gone down during the time where they're like, we don't talk about the transition to now? Exactly. It all was very, very See, bad in many across. Let's let's get back to Final Fantasy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I don't have anything else. Any closing thoughts? I think we've said what needs to be said about this. Yeah, I agree. Let's get back to Final Fantasy. I've been chatting with the boss of this gang, Gerard. Jared. Jared. Gerard. He's kind of handsome. So where are we? What town are we in? I can't we're, even remember at this point. We're in um, the port city. And there's a boss named Jared. Well, this is actually going to turn out to be uh, oh, right. Edgar. That's right. Yeah, we're there's, hearing there's... tales of this guy named Jared who's in town. It's a bunch of the sprites that are like the criminals. Like there's a criminal sprite in this game. Right. These are like the thieves that were in jail. <laughs> and we're talking to a bunch of them in this pub. Yeah, and they then they're like, we have this great new boss. He's so good. Our last boss perished that day. We met up with... Garrett, G, -G Rad, is <laughs> in this town. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, I was like, not that long ago, like, the popsicle was, like, brand new. <laughs> and now we, like, choose which reality we're gonna live in on social media. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what a direction what one think of, What will we think of next? Yeah. You know, like, it's, like, so crazy. Like, the idea that not that long ago, like, Ice was a luxury unless you just lived somewhere where it was fucking cold. Man. <laughs> because there's just no way to have I've ice. I thought a lot about like, that the, actually. There's there I watched this like there was this documentary about a guy, he's in Peru and he's like the last of the ice miners. Like he's a dude who walks all the way up into a mountain to like cleave a chunk of ice right. and then take it down a hill to town. 
and everyone's like, we don't want your dirty ice. <laughs> like, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> it's just crazy that, like, when they started trying to ship it around the world, they would, like, cut up a lake that was, like, ice, and then try to just ship it as fast as they could, Let's and they would get, like, go. very little by yeah. the end. I had the dumbest thought related to this the other day. Because I saw the phrase Department of Justice and built this entire fake history that it was actually the Department of Just Ice. It's <laughs> all they deal with is ice. It's the Department of Just Ice. God, these are some deep, deep thoughts. I know. I mean, I'm watching. I, I just said, let's play Final Fantasy, and now I'm talking about ice. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, if we didn't play Final... I mean, should we talk about something else? Yeah, if we're not going to play it's Final going... Fantasy. If these assholes aren't going to play Final Fantasy, yeah. then what the fuck are we doing here? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> let's see. You want to see what's what's on what's in the news? What do you mean? <laughs> if I'm just they're not going to play Final Fantasy, we're not going to talk about playing. Final Fantasy? My brother's texted me anything really stupid lately. You want to do Who's Chewing what? We could do a who's chewing what if you wanted. <laughs> we could call up Werner Herzog, see what's going on over there. I mean, this it's just like I, I'm maybe it's because I'm tired, but I'm I'm fed up with me right now. I can't like I'm just listening to this going like Get back to the fucking game, guys. And it, because they people it was a big ice problem in, in the nineteenth century. People needed their ice. We had a whole department for just ice. I was here alone, giggling. Not. It's like also. It's like not blood ice. It's just ice. Oh, it's yeah. yeah like, not like blood diamonds. Oh no! I gave him poison, which heals him. Yeah. If I were serving a life prison sentence, the end of the world would be like the best possible thing that could happen. It's like a brand new beginning for you. <laughs> this ship belongs to the Crimson Robbers. Hmm, okay. They didn't go with the Red Robbers. The alliteration? Yeah, in this town, there's a big ship. Yeah, just to keep this somewhat on track, <laughs> the Crimson Robbers are the like, gang we've been talking to in the bar around town. Whose who boss like, is Jared. boss is Jared. He's great. Right. These are the important, pertinent facts of this episode. <laughs> Hang on to these. Cling to them. <laughs> Cling to them with all of your might. Red Robbers. How do I meet this G-Rad? The boss wants to sneak into Figaro Castle. He wants to get our booty back from the storage room there. All right, let's go. Okay, just had to talk to the right people. Weird. Gerard. Yeah, sure. Gerard. Is that what I'm saying we're going with? But I mean, look at him. Gerard has a familiar look. Yeah, very, very familiar. Should we say it's Edgar? Or yeah, just I mean, it's, it's this is the reveal. As soon as you see him, you know it's Edgar. Right. Masquerading as the king of robbers. Oh, Gerard. Oh, what's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> My name's Gerard. You're Edgar, aren't you? What? What's your problem? Okay, now he's gonna go. Get now the he's boat. going to the boat. Okay, he's nodding. So we're gonna follow him around. I'm just gonna call him Edgar. I'm not even gonna go with his ruse here because I don't like the name. It's it's Jared with a G. Anyway, Gerard. Um, <laughs> we're like looking at him, going like, "You're Edgar. We have his brother with us. His we're, twin brother his is twin with brother. us, and he's going like Edgar, and he's like, no, that's not, I've never heard of Edgar. <laughs> I, I, I've never heard of such a name in my whole life. Like he's yeah, it's it's unbelievable." 
unbelievable. And he keeps this up for like a maddening amount of time. Like, yeah. we're about to follow him around the world. Like, but seriously, Edgar. Right. Edgar, we need your help. And he's like, oh, it's not me. That's not who I am. Don't play possum with me. Edgar, or have you somehow lost your memory? That happens. That happens a lot. Yeah, Celeste is so baffled by this that she's even like guessing Final Fantasy tropes that could have happened to him. She's like, did you lose your memory? Is it amnesia? Did you touch some kind of mysterious crystal? Is a demon inside of your bot? Like, like they're just running down the list. Of like, why are you? And Any of the these things could be like, the case. No, he's just being a dick. He's just pretending. <laughs> Listen, my lady, I've been called Gerard my whole life. Wait a minute. I just realized something. Garrett, Gerard, however we want to say it, it's uh -huh. spelled so weird because it's an anagram for Edgar. He didn't even just pick a name. He rearranged the letter to send his own name oh to be a god. new name. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> You're right. It's Edgar rearranged. This I is didn't insane. I didn't see that until just now. Oh my god. This is like our final pass on the edit just to let you people know. The broom puzzle is still see seeping, seeping in. in. Yeah. yeah, like we know that we're terrible. Terrible with anagrams or backwards letters. I can't believe I didn't see that. Me neither. That's amazing. What an idiot. Why would that? That's not a... You don't have to do that when I mean, you're making up a name. I know. It, in fact, it's a bad idea. I mean, if you were going to invent a fake identity, you wouldn't call yourself Fedge, would you? <laughs> like, you wouldn't just, like, no. <laughs> come up with a name Fedge. that's not real. <laughs> yeah. Sabine is not the one going, like, you're my brother. I recognize you. Mm, weird. Only Edgar would say, my lady. No one else on the planet. No way. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, they got me. Because nah, well, remember, she ran nah, away from Edgar. Only Edgar, Edgar right? would do this. This is what only Ed Edgar She ran away from Edgar, right? Or was it Locke? Locke. It she Locke. and Locke are the one who right. had the thing. Right. What's all the bloomin' fuss about? The words, my lady, are used the world over. Yeah. Every, every single gentleman who wags their finger would certainly use the word... My lady. Oh yeah, you don't know how to get into Figaro Castle, don't do you? Don't you? Go ho ho ho, do we ever? <laughs> Figaro Castle disappeared the day the world became unzipped. He unzipped the world. I, I do like the idea of like there's a giant zipper that goes across the land. And you unzip the land. You unzip it. Like maybe you could zip. Like it's just. Let's for just centuries there were these. Teeth all the in contents. the ground. Some guy came through here a little while ago looking for some secret treasure. Oh, you don't say. Is this a guy who is a treasure hunter? Or would you call him a thief? The bartender in town is pretty surprised about some of the changes that have happened since the apocalypse. <sighs> that sweet little girl stopped coming around right after the world ended. Yeah, I imagine a lot of people did. I would think. Yeah, I love that everybody in town basically is comparing notes on what's changed since the world ended. Like, that's all that they're talking about. And they're talking about it in a way as though they're like, did you notice the world ended? <laughs> and that things are different yeah. now? Hang on a second. Are you, are you people still here? Be polite now, Edgar. C case of mistaken identity, my dear. Why are you being such a dickbag, Edgar? We'll play along with your ruse. Yeah. If the light of judgment should burn our town down 100 times, we'll rebuild it 100 times. I have lightning like Zeus. I throw bolts at people. And not just bolt one. Bolt two bolt and three. bolt three. 
So now we're on our way to Figaro Castle. Yeah, which is like apparently been stuck underground. Like they went one of those sand digs and didn't come back up. <laughs> or it was like, yeah, when the world changed mm-hmm. and everything unzipped, it like got quick sanded down. Do you think maybe they were underground when the world ended and they just got like stuck? <laughs> yeah, that they would were be like, terrifying. What is happening? What happened out there? So it got stuck halfway through it moving. It hit something underground. <laughs> Probably stuck. one of the thousands of buried airships. Yeah, it could be. They're like icebergs in the sand. probably an airship graveyard. <laughs> Siegfried. As we enter the cave, I'm not going to call him an old friend, but an acquaintance. A mysterious appears, acquaintance. Named Siegfried, who we've talked about before, where there's like ongoing stuff with this character that leads to nowhere. Right. So like we, we encountered him once where he was like an at, he was adversarial. Mm-hmm. He fought us over a treasure. Yep. We heard about him again when Ultros was like, Siegfried will love these mm-hmm. statues. Mm-hmm. And now he's here talking to us as though we know each other and are on the same side. Mm -hmm. He's saying, it's dangerous. I'm going to go first. You wait here and come when it's safe. I also love he says he's going to clear out all the monsters. And then as we go in, there's still random encounters. Oh, yeah. He did a bad job. Terrible job clearing out the monsters. But yeah, he says this to us and then walks away. Like, we, not, Celeste doesn't even react. It just happens. I'll go in first and clear out all the monsters. Wait here. I don't believe you. I think we're going to have to go in and save you. But yeah, the way in is like, we're going to go back to that cave where we fought that motorcycle. Right. At the very beginning where there was like a turtle. I think, yeah, the turtle was the least satisfying payoff ever. Or the first of many. But we like we were like, remember, there's a turtle in this cave. Remember that. Remember it. I don't even, I cannot tell you what episode that was in. I, I can't either, but remember it because it's about to happen. It's about right to now. come back. <laughs> Look at these fat little ETs. Yeah, they are like ET that's eaten too much. Like a, for like oh, a few years. E. <laughs> yeah. Like if ET had remained on Earth, this would have been, this would have happened to him. <laughs> well, he's just been eating so he's many Reese's eating pieces. Reese's pieces. <laughs> he's like in a terrible mood all the time. He smells bad. <laughs> he has bad. His skin is like all broken out. Yeah. ET phone home. Okay, so she's learning all of these. Yeah. Okay. Oh. We run into an enemy named Dante. Dante, not on his peak. Not in his inferno. Well, no. maybe this is an inferno. Not in his divine uh, comedy. Here, here's here oh, we this are. is Turtle Cave. Yes! <laughs> I was like, wasn't there something oh, wait, in this wait, cave? Wait, wait, wait. Here, here, boy, here's some nice food for you. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm getting a feeling that there's something in this cave this that we wanted to meet. I guess it's only been a year, but still, he stayed for a lot. He's a turtle. They live hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years. Yeah. Some say millions. Nobody says that. Some do. No, nobody. Some say that. (laughs) Presto. (laughs) Good job. I used to have a turtle. I didn't think that's what the turtle was going to be for. What? He's a bridge? He's a bridge. You jump on his back. And the big payoff is that the (laughs) turtle acts like a stepping stone. (laughs) There's like a wading pool. I want to learn how to take this sort of instinct for whoever, because they could have just made it like they pull a lever and a rock pops up. Right. But somebody had the presence of mind to be like, 
No, at no, some it, places there's yeah. turtles, and if you can get them to move to the right place, you use a turtle. And then you that's can jump how you on cross them. water. They're like, <laughs> like lily pads. Like I just that I think what you're describing is what I think a lot of people love about the Final Fantasy franchise. Yeah, is that they have these things where you're like, wait, but this one, sure, turtles cooler than a rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so weird. Okay, so that guy took the treasure and ran off. And that's it for this episode of Siegfried Watch. Oh, yeah. He, he pops in and then he's just gone. That's it for now. See you later. Yeah, I need to, like, remember to fully appreciate what's happening right now. This is not a... We don't get to do this as often anymore. We used to just do this for fun. No, yeah, we had... Yeah, exactly. This is the era where we just get to fucking... Play, it's so nice. Hang out, man. Hang out, play a game. Don't have to, like, be like... But where are we at in the ongoing story of future us? Yeah, forget fuck that. <laughs> oh, now we gotta do a maze. And that's episode 17. Yeah, I just got to uh, give a big old middle finger to our past selves. Right. This, this episode. <laughs> yeah, you guys are a bunch of dicks. <laughs> yeah. The, the and are... they're not even regarding us. Fucking fuck future us. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> not fuck us. Yeah, so where we left it off, we finished the cave and we were entering Figaro Castle, which right. is buried underground. So that's where the next episode will start, mm -hmm. is us entering the Figaro Castle. The game is looser than ever, as I'm sure you your feeling. Yeah. We are having all sorts of fun conversations while we go from place to place going, is that a side quest we can do now? Or should we just, there's so little that we know still. We're like, there's eight dragons. This was a weird episode. I don't know what to say about it. Well, what I'll say is uh, when you leave a microphone just in a room with you for a long time, like you end up, not everything you say is, is really smart and good. No. <laughs> And usually you're supposed to cut all those out. Now we're we're diving into them and exploring. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know how much of an exploration it really was. Look, I mean, we would have explored them more if any of our ideas were valid. But we, like, <laughs> we twisted yeah. ourselves into some, like, yeah. vortex of inside. Forget Star Trek, man. Yeah, like, like we what? just, like, know. we ended up way, way, way far away from, like, solid ground. Yeah. So hopefully we'll come back to solid ground next week, but I'm not sure that we will. Please rate and review us on iTunes yeah. and Apple Podcasts. You can find us at NoCat Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. That's N-O-C-K-A-T. If you want a billboard, they're $50 each and they can say whatever you want. Yeah, and they can be anywhere you want, too. Yeah, if you know of a location in the game that you want to set your billboard, just yeah, let us know. Make your claim. Email us at NoCatPodcast at gmail.com with the subject line billboards and we'll make it happen. And that billboard stays there forever. It does. <laughs> Unlike most billboards in the real world. <laughs> like Once that's in there, it's not going away. That's right. Head on over to the Patreon and support us that way if you care to. You can get the episodes early for $1. You can get the video version for $5. You can get a free t-shirt at the $10 tier. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fun happening over there at patreon.com slash nocat, so go do it. <laughs> and with that, here's again an opposite of an amuse-bouche to end your meal with a little dessert. A little no one can know about this dessert. We apologize for the quality of the meal today. <laughs> yeah, you, you get it free. <laughs> Oh, we can't make fun of Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've recorded. <laughs> you saying that.